The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass, presented by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. If you like what you're hearing, if you like the vibe, hit subscribe. We are also now on Amazon, so all you have to do is say, Hey Alexa, play the Parental Compass podcast, and she'll play it for you. She's listening. She's always listening. I want to give a big congratulations to Family Education and Support Services for their latest gala that we were promoting a few weeks ago. They raised over 70 grand at it. So props to everyone involved. That's incredible. I don't know how we've done it, y'all. We have gone over 60 episodes and we have yet to cover the topic of being a step parent. To make up for this injustice, we are going to be doing a whole series on this issue because there are so many different experiences and there's so many facets to it all. How do you handle situations like discipline or feelings of jealousy or when a teenager is yelling at you, you're not my real dad? Here to get into it with us is Kyle Murphy and Danielle Dickinson. Kyle has young children while Danielle has teenagers. They moved in together in the midst of the pandemic. Let's hear what they have to say. Well, we had a family meeting right off the bat and the things we really tried to focus on uh, were our core family values, you know, what we really thought was important uh, and how we wanted to treat each other. And also we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that uh, there were no expectations about uh, labels like step step parent or you know stepson stepdaughter. Uh, there were no expectations about me suddenly coming in and being you know being an authoritative parent uh, to these two kids who were just getting to know me. Uh, it was a little bit different for Danielle because she's known she's known my kids so long that my youngest daughter will probably never remember a time that Danielle wasn't in her life. Yeah. Um, but we really wanted to respect all the kids as individuals who, you know, had to be comfortable with the situation and didn't want to be told how to feel about somebody. So we wanted to give them lots of space to do that. Yeah, you can't just walk in and be like, love me. Yeah. Right. Instant family. <laughs> this is how it's going to work and you're going to like it. Yeah. Well, we really figured um, that whether we tried to force that or not, they were going to come to their own conclusions um, and yeah. decide how they felt about it. And, you know, we didn't want to be the people who were either like trying to combat these feelings that they had or push back on that and tell them they should be feeling a certain way. And we also didn't want to be the people who said to them, like, we made these choices as adults and now you guys have to live with what we feel like that means for you. Um, you got to get the gonna... Yeah. And it wasn't, we knew very early on and we talked about this, that that wasn't that was going to, you know, yield some really negative results and it was going to make our kind of 
you know, attempt at kind of trying to bring everybody together, much harder. We'd face mm -hmm. a lot more, um, I feel like we would have faced a lot more challenges and a lot more angry feelings and intense emotions had we said like, this is what's happening and you guys just have to, you know, deal with it and be okay with the labels that we have assigned you. Yeah. And I, I think one really, really strong example of that was my, my oldest daughter, uh, Hannah, when, uh, before we moved in together, when, but when Danielle and I were becoming very close and she was spending a lot of time at the house, uh, when the kids were there, uh, and, and spending, you know, we were all going and doing things together. The four of us, sometimes, you know, Danielle's kids would come too. And Hannah started asking questions about stepmoms. Like what's a stepmom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is Danielle kind of seems like she's kind of like my mom. Is that what a stepmom is? Uh, and so there was, and you know, where we landed was Hannah, the label is not important. Uh, what's important is that she's Danielle to you and whatever that means, right. you know, and if you feel like she is, if she, you feel like she's filling a motherly role and that's what you want to call her, that's fine, but there's no need to do that. And I think the most telling thing is that Hannah never chose to use that to this day has not chosen to use that label with Danielle. Um, so that was, you know, she, that was, she wasn't reaching out because she wanted a stepmom. She was trying to feel the situation out. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and just by letting her have that space, she and Danielle, you know, have a wonderful relationship and it's, you know, it looks yeah, great. it's very natural. And I think that that was our goal was we want you guys to build natural relationships with each of the other adults. You know, they, mm -hmm. they already had those obviously organically with us. When you were first meeting the other's children, did you feel that initial pressure to be like, I got to be cool or I got to be fun or sort of win them over? You know, I imagine you felt a little of that, right? When we were moving in together, Danielle owned a home and we had, we jointly got it ready to, to mm -hmm. sell and the kids were a part of that. And so as a thank you, uh, we rolled in with a box full of comic book stuff and, you know, gamer stuff, like stuff that was right up Caden's alley. And he was thir you know, 13 at the time. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I was just like, oh man, I'm going to be the coolest guy in his life now. Just rolling <laughs> in with these presents. Um, but yeah, it was, there was definitely pressure to be like, you know, these, I knew in my, in my specific case, Danielle had not really brought anybody home to them. So right. I was, mm -hmm. the fact that I was being introduced was already kind of, you know, big. a big deal. And yeah. I was like, I gotta live up to that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's a different level of pressure, right? Like teenagers are gonna think people are cool or not cool. And they're going to make that judgment super quick. So yeah. there's like an, a, an extra level of kind of pressure with that. And for me, I thought, well, like, I have to go back into my raising toddler brain because Hannah was five when I met her. And so she was just out of being a toddler and Addie was squarely, being, uh, she had just turned three. Um, and I thought like, I have to remember what that's like and what are they gonna want? Do they, do I, am I supposed to play games with them? Am I supposed to tell them dumb jokes? Like I have to remember what it's like to be the parent of a toddler yeah, and appeal to them on that level. And so, yeah. And really I was like, the biggest pressure for me was I think kids are so genuine and so honest in their, you know, kind of impressions and emotions that I was like, I can't get this wrong. The first, you don't have a second shot with young kids. Like that's it probably with teenagers too, but with young kids, man, they'll make their decision quickly and they will, they will let you know what it is. The thing that does come up though, is sometimes you have to be a disciplinarian or something right. comes mm -hmm. up. So how do you balance 
doing that and not being a pushover, but it's not really quite your role. It, it seems like a lot to juggle there. There's a there's a basic level of respect and decency that we had expectations of all of the kids to have, you know? Yeah. Respect each adult equally and the things that they're saying and things like that. But when it came down to being disciplinarians, it was really much more the conversation was about what have they experienced previously? What do they need and what's going to serve them best in their lives? Because my kids were both are both kind of transitioning into kind of adulthood, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, how is what you say going to impact those things? And so I think that was really the conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah and I, I think really what it came down to for me, I wanted to make sure I didn't surprise anybody. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I didn't want the kids to get a reaction from me that they didn't understand, that might be scary, that might, you know, that might mean things to them that it wasn't intended to. Right. So there was always a conversation ahead of time about what are the, with Danielle, like what are the boundaries and right. expectations with your kids? What can I enforce, you know, and how, like, I guess how, like how abrupt do you want me to right. be? You know, do you want me to be like most parents and just, you know, bark a quick order because we've got that shorthand and <laughs> right. you know that, yeah. you know that, that I'm right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. yeah. Right. Um, or, or do I need to take some more time? And then we just checked in yeah. frequently for feedback. Like, how did that go? Did I cross any lines? You right. know, and she yeah. would tell me if, if, even if I hadn't crossed the line, if there were hard feelings, you right. know, I would. Were there ever missteps along the way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and what I would say about that is that, um, I had a lot of, um, kind of unrealized feelings about how that would go with my kids because, they haven't had a, a male figure tell them how to live their lives, what to do, what their expectations are. And so there is always going to be this like additional level of what is that like? Because men in general, taller, bigger in stature, deeper voice, like mm -hmm. there are just natural kind of biological things that go along with being a man. And you know, giving directions or, you know, setting expectations or things like that. And my kids hadn't been exposed to that really. And so yeah. I had, without realizing it ahead of time, kind of like a fear of how that would impact them because they hadn't been exposed to that. And so I really, I, I feel like I kind of um, treaded very lightly with that. And I definitely had to go through a series of like, reminding myself that it was going to be okay and they were going to be okay and I had spent a lot of time making sure I put the right person into their lives but I was definitely overprotective because they just hadn't been exposed to that yeah I mean there were definitely moments uh like the time the two older kids were fighting over one of the younger kids toys and like tug of warring it and uh, you know as their dad I looked at that and I I'm, I'm like in my mind, it was my two older kids are about to break my younger kid's toy. And I just barked at him and right. said, drop that. You are too old for this. You know better. What do you, I mean, like really lit into him like a parent <laughs> does. Like we all have been, right. I think at one point. Yeah. And uh, we did not have that relationship yet. Uh, it was like, I, I got my point across, I think after... Danielle talked them down and explained <laughs> what had happened, but in the wow. moment I completely lost them. Uh, and, you know, it didn't have the effect that I wanted. And, and that was, you know, I crossed a boundary and I learned and I learned yeah. that, oh, okay, I need to control myself more in that situation because we're not there yet. 
it seems like a running theme of this conversation is lots of communication and kind of working yeah. through it. Or there's no kind of A, B, and C. This is how you put it all together. Um, yeah. Another yeah. thing, I'll oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I think that in both of our experiences, uh, a lot of blended families that we've encountered, they're, you know, the parents get caught up in what does something have to look like. And right. we went in going, we don't care what it looks like. Yeah. We don't like, you know, we don't care how long it takes for relationships to develop or what those relationships look like. Or if anybody ever calls anybody dad and means it, you know, or if like, that's just not important to us. We just kind of let it happen and give people room to grow into that as fast as they want. Yeah, I think one of the things that we have talked a lot about um, between, you know, Kyle and I, not necessarily with our kids, but I guess maybe a little bit, is that we were both very confident that inserting one another into our kids' lives was going to make them better people. They were going to have, you know, whatever additional set of values and additional set of education and knowledge and experience that that person brought to the table, and it was going to be so much better for them because that other person was in their lives, even if they don't realize that right away. And we were confident in that. That's how we made that decision. We didn't go into it lightly. And knowing that and remembering that at the end of the day where I can say, you're absolutely the person who I know is going to make my kids better people because of your presence in their life. So even if it's rockier, we have to get through certain things. I know why I made that decision. I'm confident in that. And that's yeah. always like, you know, that holds true. And no one's perfect all the time either. Right. Uh, another big feeling I think could come up, especially I'm thinking particularly of the teenagers, but maybe the little kids too, is a feeling of jealousy of like, okay, the parents giving time to the, you know, the step parent, or they're yeah. taking care of the other parents' children, and I'm used to them just being my parent. Or there could be a lot of feelings like that that come up. Um, what does that look like, or how have you navigated through that? So I would say, I don't think I saw a lot of that in the younger kids, Yeah, um, probably because it happened so organically and Danielle was just kind of part of their lives and they liked the attention from Danielle. They would yeah. at times fight over attention from Danielle mm -hmm. uh, before we even moved in. There was, you know, I think there were definitely growing pains with the older kids yeah. little and I, i'm speaking about this you know obviously you have a lot more to say about no your i think kids. it's good yeah but one of the things that i remember uh we went through early on was like access to the bedroom was a growing pain oh, yeah. because suddenly uh the kids had to get used to the fact that there was somebody besides mom in there and right. they had to knock if they wanted to come in and they never ever had to do that yeah um you know and just uh you know, kind of relearning boundaries for everybody. I'm sure that that those little differences mm -hmm. cause some friction, but you know, it's it's not something that has ever been brought up as a big deal. I'd love to hear yeah. your perspective on that. Yeah, and I and think, in. yeah, I think that's true. So um, I am sure, so my daughter was 18 when we moved in together. She was fully in her like transition out of the household, right? We weren't sure exactly yeah. what she was going to do. But we knew that her time in our house together was going to be way more limited than the other kids. And, you know, kind of in addition to that, though, is that she had grown up her entire life with just me, basically, you know, and I was just her mom. And so facing a transition and then COVID shut down and her whole life had kind of been thrown into chaos. 
I think that there were probably feelings of like, why are you, you know, why are you giving, you know, your attention or your focus to these other kids and not, you know, paying attention to me? But she never really vocalized it. I just think that we kind of saw little things that would suggest that there may have been um, feelings that way, but she loves the girls. That's, that's the really unique thing that I think we were very lucky in. And it, you know, like yeah. it has to do with the fact that our kids have that age difference, but. Did you do anything to reassure her or? Well, she never really talked about it. And so when I would see her, I guess the best way to say is kind of acting out um, and she was going through her own transition. So it was hard to wade through like, what are the feelings here? Because uh-huh. there's so much going on at that time. But when I would see her acting out, I would try and just come upstairs and close the door to her room and just sit and talk with her or, you know, just have a little bit of like one-on-one time or go outside and talk or things like that. Um, just to kind of reassure her that I, I was still there but we never openly really had to talk about it because she never really brought it up it's just you kind of start to know when like oh okay so things have changed you know that things have changed and all of a sudden you're seeing these weird kind of strange behaviors your kids are acting a little bit different or maybe they're a little bit more elevated in their emotions or whatever that you're not used to and you know you logically kind of put two and two together I'd never wanted to say to her I think this is why you're doing this or whatever because I didn't want to put that in her like I didn't want to insinuate you know that those were her feelings and I figured if she felt that way she'd come to me and maybe 10 years down the line she will Um, but we just tried to really be respectful of the fact that our kids were going to go through and probably more mine than Kyle's but our kids were going to go through some growing pains and they were going to act out a little bit um, and they may not even know why and that was okay because we didn't command that they like put a meaning to the feeling we just knew as parents that when your kids act out, there's probably some emotion behind it and they may not really be mature or old enough to understand what that is. So we're just gonna be respectful of that and try and make sure that they understand that, you know, we know and we get it. Yeah, even if it doesn't make sense to them. And and they've never been anything but respectful to me directly, uh, other than the fact that the more comfortable they get with me, Caden specifically, just because we've lived together longer and uh, he's more, he's more like, Kenzie was 18 and right. really, really focused on things going on outside the right. family. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll, he'll flip me, you know, he'll flip me some attitude just yeah. like he would a parent. And right. on one hand, it's like, Hey man, where's that coming from? <laughs> and on the other hand, it's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> comfortable enough to be like that. Right. Sometimes yeah. I'll say to Kyle, like, I just want you to know he did the same thing to me when I talked to him. Cause yeah. I think like that means something, right? Like if he's responding to both of us, there's a certain level of like comfort. Yeah. If he's got any animosity, it's not something that he shows outwardly. Yeah. He's, I mean, just extremely respectful. And I think appreciative of the, uh, he's appreciative of the time that we get to spend together, yeah. I think, and the things that we get to do that he might, that he knows he wouldn't have get to do if I had Wasn't not met his mom. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing your experience and for being so open. And I just, I really appreciate you both. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you, Bobby. We were just talking about how awesome it is that you're doing this podcast and trying to help people. Um, so we're glad that we could be a part of it. And we hope that uh, you know our experience is, uh, we hope that with it, other people will will gain something from it. And, and uh, yeah. Thank you, Danielle and Kyle. Again, we are going to be doing a whole series on this issue, so be sure to subscribe, be sure to stay plugged in, and we'll be back at you next week. 
This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I am Bobby Williams. Peace.